Welcome to Lead with Clarity, where we help you focus on what matters most. I'm your host, Scott Sutherland, and I am here with my lovely wife, Shondell. Shondell, how are you doing today? It's a great day. It's sunny. I'm optimistic and feeling like this is going to be a really great show. Yeah, and we're coming off a week of a, an off-site for our Shondell Group team, and that is always an energizer. It's so exciting. We brought all our coaches in and we met at our place in Redding, California. Now we're in Reno, Nevada. And our folks from Seattle, Olympia, and all, a couple of different places came in, super excited about where we're headed. And as we encourage all organizations to do, you need an annual offsite, quarterly offsites. And so the annual one should last a couple days. So we did that. We had a couple fun days and we really dug into some important information about where we're headed. Yeah. And I also think that that leads us really well into our discussion today about personal accountability. Yes. So the personal accountability then piece is uh, from a really amazing book um, by John Miller called The Question Behind the Question, QBQ. And because not everyone reads the book, although I highly recommend it, we just call it in our world, proactive positive questions. So what is a proactive versus reactive question? Well, reactive questions are the negative ones that we automatically go to. And it's almost like this trigger in our body. Like, I don't ever want to make this bad. And I just think it's normal and I still have them. And basically, when a negative event happens, it triggers a reactive question. And the reactive questions that go into your mind are about blaming someone else. A big part of it is blaming, justifying yourself, procrastinating, doing something that you don't have to take personal accountability. So let's look at these. They're who, why, and when. So whenever you hear any of those three questions going on in your mind, that is your clue that you need to, whoa, wait a minute. I need to change that into a proactive question. So let me just give you an example. Who's going to call the cop, you know, who's going to call and get this copy machine fixed? You know, who's to blame for this? Like we're looking for someone to blame uh, because we certainly don't want, we want someone else to deal with it, not us. Right. Why is the floor always dirty? Yes, that's the second one. Why? Right? It's asking these questions because we're looking for someone to blame. And then the win is usually a procrastination. Like instead of me right. just figuring it out. So for example, like for me, my my reactive question is like, when I, in my brain, I'm like, oh, when am I, if I think like, when am I going to, I don't start that project, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and I don't know. Okay. So let me change that into the proactive question. Yeah. Because the proactive question would be, what can I do right now to take the first step towards fulfilling that project? Yeah. Right. So yeah. for me, it's usually putting it on the calendar. Right. But instead, I just like to wake up and go, oh, when, when things settle down, then I'm going to do that. I'm just so tired. You know, when, you know, when Super Bowl's over, then I'll start that diet. When, you know, when things are easier, then we'll get on that program. You know, nope, absolutely not. A proactive mm-hmm. question then mm-hmm. starts with these two words, what or how. Right. So any proactive question that's going to positively turn things around is going to begin with a what or how. So then instead of asking why, when, who, we just change it to a what or how. So in coaching school, this was super powerful. One of the, I mean, I didn't, I did not take a lot of nuggets from school, but one that I did was this. 
every why question that's in the blaming space can be a what or how question. And it changed my life, really. Mm -hmm. And so I want to change other people's lives by don't ask why, ask what or how. All right. So that's the first principle of a proactive question. The second proactive question, it always starts with I. It contains an I. And so what happens in my head when I see like, oh my gosh, my whole team dropped the ball right? And I just want to go rip them one is what I really want to do. But instead I say, oh, what can I? Mm -hmm. And then the next principle is an action step. So let me break it down. If my team is totally flubbed up, I'm going to say in my head, because I'm already, why in the world did this happen? Who I told that person, whoa, you know, I'm just going to start all that negative talk. Even if not one word comes out of my mouth, Scott, it's going to all be in my head. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop that and go, okay, what can I do to make sure my team gets this done? Right? Right. And so then yeah. I say, okay, I need to have a talk with them. We need a plan. Now I can start my week. Now, now when that comes out of my mouth, it's going to look like this. Hey, everybody, we dropped the ball. Notice my we. So we are going to come up with a plan of how we don't ever do that again. Mm-hmm. So right. out of my mouth might come the we, but if I'm in my head and I say, well, what can we do about this? I'm going to in quietly enter into the blame zone again. So first I have to go through the process myself. What can I do? So again, let me reiterate. So people, if they're listening in the car, they can start getting this in their head. First part of a proactive question is a what or how. It starts with those words. Right. The second part of that is it contains an I. And the third piece is it's an action step. And so if you can't think of anything, you're so in the red, you're so triggered, you feel like it's everyone else, just stop and just say, what can I do? That's a great place to start. So for example, um, if I am going, well, I cannot believe... We have not got a permit to get that fence up, right? And I want to look at Scott and go, why have you not got the permit going, right? Or I can say, well, when, you know, we are home for a week, then we'll get the permit. Or I could say, well, who is going to get the permit? Like I could ask all those questions or I can stop and say, okay, I'm super frustrated. What can I do to get the fence permit? Right. right. And that yeah. might doesn't mean, so this is where a big thing that comes up in personal accountability. One of the questions I always get is, well, I'm going to be doing everything then. No, actually the thing that personal accountability brings is um, more accountability for everybody. So for my mind, it might be, what can I do? Okay. Well, I can have a heart to heart discussion with Scott and let him know how important this is to me. Okay. That might be where I'm, calling someone else into accountability, but I'm not doing it from a triggered state. I'm not walking into that meeting and going, why have you not got the permit yet? Instead, I will walk in and go, hey, what can we do to get that permit done? Right? We had a date. What can I do to help? Right. That's powerful leadership. Or if it's mine to do, I could say, okay, what can I do? Well, you know what you could do, Shondell, is you could put it on your whiteboard with a date. Yeah. And then it'll yeah. get done. And then I'm no longer blaming. I'm yeah. not blaming myself or I'm not blaming someone else. And you're in this case, you. Yeah. Well, and I, I think I, I like what you're saying here and it's perfect. And I want to explain something or add a little something to what you're saying. So 
really quickly, I, I looked up, okay, what are some of the benefits of personal accountability? There's an old study that's out there. Mm-hmm. And there's three, like, really key benefits to somebody who is personally accountable, mm. which means they're taking responsibility themselves, personally. Yeah. So, number one, they have more positive social interactions. Oh, yeah. Number two, they earn higher levels of trust mm-hmm. and respect. Yep. Number three, they save money and time. Yeah. Those are huge, not only for us personally, but in organizations. Oh, this is not old. Okay, so that's an old study, which I love, and that's fantastic. And let me tell you the other benefits, because they Wonderful. keep going on and on. I mean, they're Please. endless benefits. Yeah. Um, but you know, John, John Miller, who wrote the first book, wrote flipping the switch. And it's, I just, I love these little books cause they're very short. And he talks about, this is what's going to happen if we are not personally accountability mm. that, um, we're going to lose out on learning. We're going to lose out on ownership. We're going to lose out on creativity and our customer service is going to go down and we're going to lose the trust that we had. Yeah. Which means that if we can get ourselves, so every leader must always start with themselves and we can get our team trained in personal accountability and part of our culture, right? So we start having each other ask what or how questions, you know, but you got all buy in. Like you can't just start going like rogue on this thing and go, I'm going to get everybody to be personally accountable, right? This is a process. Then what's going to happen is you're learning. Like people are going to want to learn because they're asking these questions. Like, so not only in the moment are they turning negativity into positivity, but they're opening their curiosity brain. Cause when we ask what or how questions, they're naturally curious. Yeah. It's a natural curiosity. It's, it's amazing. And so people are then anytime we learn something, instead of blaming someone, we get to the next level. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then, absolutely. and then something that you and I talk about all the time, um, we're, we're big, uh, extreme ownership fans. Right. And so yeah. ownership becomes like part of your thinking because you're going to own your goals. You're going to say that it's mine to get, you know, you're not going to wait for all the circumstances in your life to line up before you own it. You just start there. And that is one of our core values at Shondell Group is I own it. Yeah. So yeah. These really go together. You can't have ownership if you haven't taught people how to be personally accountable. Right. right. I think one of the biggest things I always take away every time I attend a presentation of yours and you're talking about this the thing I'm always convicted of the most is procrastination. Yeah. And and what I always take away from that is that when I procrastinate on something, I am I am giving somebody else the opportunity to step in and do what I actually should be doing. And so um, that is a that's a problem for me and and something that I have actually tried really hard to work on. Well, not only that, I mean, that's wonderful. And I appreciate that. Believe me, everyone, I appreciate that. Right. The other piece though, is that people give their power away. Yeah. And they start making, giving other people power to make them feel, to make them uh, inspired, to make them motivated. And I just like people getting their power back. And that if you feel powerless or that someone else is to blame for your life or all these different things, like, Hey, let's get your power back and let's get you back into owning these things of your life so you can have joy and fulfillment. Because that's what we're all about at Shondell Group. Yeah. And I also think that 
what you just said is key in marriages as well. Oh, yes. People like me who are more reflective and more reserved tend to give our power away. So to take this to uh, an example in our marriage and procrastination, which um, is an incredible thing to overcome, you know, when, when learning to be personally responsible, um, I give away my power to you because I know you're going to follow through on it. And being the more direct, more outgoing member of our family and me just sort of holding back. And sometimes that, because that is a pitfall of my behaviors, I have to step sometimes out of my comfort zone to follow through, get things done, which then you respect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is really important. And we should do a whole podcast on this. So I won't go too deep into this. Let's do it next time. All right. Let's do it. So so you can stand. This is a little commercial then. But here is the real key on this is that when someone is more in your category, which is more um, you're more introverted, more of that steadiness, you like information, you like all the dominoes lined up. And I don't need all those things because I am much more extroverted and I like to take on a lot of things. And it's fun for me to invent on the fly. Right. Right. So when I hear when you need more information, more details, and you don't proactively see the note, you don't hold yourself accountable to ask me for those things. And instead, you keep it silent. You're working out in your head. And I don't know what's going on. Then in my direct style, I'm going to jump in. Right. And so then I disrespect you. You resent me. And we're down a bad path. Exactly. When you step forward, which you are really good at this, and say, hey, I need more information on this because you're holding yourself, you know, that personal accountability comes out like that. You're like, oh my gosh, what can I do to get this done? Well, I'm going to go ask Shondell. I need more information, right? Right. Then instead of later down when we're in a fight, well, I didn't have all the information. I'm like, well, that's not my problem. Yeah. Right? Right. Yes. Personally accountable people are going to be honest with, with what they know and really understanding their roles. Yeah. And so I have never known a prideful, personally accountable individual. That's right. So you have to set that aside. Yep. And you have to be willing to accept that I do need more information or I know I don't know enough yep. to do this. Yeah. And so I, I need and to And that's ask. everybody. Everybody yeah. is that way. And I yeah. think when you're right, it, when pride gets in the way, you're not going to be personally accountable. So there, before we, we got to land this plane, I know our time's coming, but I'm going to say three more benefits. So we talked about learning. You open your mind and your team's learning and everyone's learning. There's ownership. So goals are getting done. You're getting your own goals done. Your organization's getting their goals done. And this yeah. is beautiful to me. There's more creativity there. You're thinking outside the box because you're not stuck in blaming. Whenever we're in blame, we have closed down our thinking. We are no longer creative. Right. And then um, we are no good for anybody else. So we're not good in our service. Like we don't have good customer service when we're in that space as well. And the last one that is so precious to me, because this is what we are in the business of, is that you um, you really develop deep trust with people who are personally accountable. Yeah. You trust that they're going to own their stuff. They're going to admit when they're wrong. And they're also going to get their stuff done. And, and they're trust. dependable. Yes. Yeah. So those are just a few of the benefits. You have three from an old study. Here's five that are just, I'm always teaching. But really, it's living a joy fulfilled life. 
Yeah. Yeah. So in landing the plane once more, <laughs> right? I just have to say that I am really grateful to be surrounded by people who really do take ownership and you're amazing at that. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I do think and believe that the more honest we can be with ourselves mm-hmm. and with others, the better we're going to be. Yep. Personal accountability is the fast track to it. Yeah. All right. Well, Shondell, thank you. I think that was a good conversation. And I look forward to uh, the next part to this conversation. Well, thank you for joining us on this talk about personal accountability, which we barely scratched the surface of. But we also gave you some really simple tools. Now, mind you, it's simple. It's just not easy. It is a change of mindset that takes a lot of effort. Um, But boy, are the rewards of that joy and fulfillment are just worth it. Uh, So you can learn more about us at shondellgroup.com. And if you want to subscribe to what Scott was talking about, the 66 seconds, um, the art, we have a daily quote, we have a quarterly newsletter. Uh, You can just easily subscribe. Just go straight to shondell.com. And we look forward to talking to you. Bye, everybody.